Hey there. You're listening to Mad Chats with Black Girl, White Geek. I'm your host, Jess D. And today's episode is a chatting episode. You know that time where we all get together after class and we stretch, sit, and talk about all things jujitsu and life. If you want to continue the conversation, please make sure to follow me on Instagram at blackgirlwhitegee underscore DJJ. And of course, go to my website, blackgirlwhitegee.com to find blog posts and other resources that I hope can help you on your BJJ, martial arts, and fitness journey. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. Good afternoon. Well, it's afternoon as I record this, but good morning, good evening, good night, wherever you're listening to this. Welcome back to Matt Chats with Black Girl White Gee. And today my whole topic is centered around ego. And I talk about it. I won't go into details, but I just had a situation at the gym. Well, it's not even a situation. It's just that I felt some type of way about a situation um, that happened. And I wondered if it was my own ego because of how long I've been training and who I am and not feeling good enough or like the person not thinking that I'm good enough. And it just made me think about like how ego plays a factor in how people interact in the gym. So first thinking outside of jujitsu, what does ego look like? And it's always, I think when people talk about ego in the non-psychology sense, you know, with ego and it and all that stuff, but generally when people talk about ego, it has to do with a bad thing. Like, oh, this person has an ego. You think about like a guy who hits on a girl and the girl's like, ew, girls, bye. And the guy's like, F you anyway, you an ugly ass bitch. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying not to curse, but you know, sometimes it happens in, in the reality of things. But generally you think about people's ego, the way that people interact with each other, it's always bad, right? So I thought about that, how ego works in jujitsu. Like what does that look like in jujitsu? And it might show up in the most subtle ways. So for example, I won't name where I trained or the person, but there's one time where I was, you know, I was visiting a gym and uh, I was about to roll with this blue belt and a brown belt who saw me slap hands with this blue belt about to roll. And then the brown belt called out the blue belt and was like, let's roll. And the blue belt was like, oh, I'm already rolling with her. And the brown belt was like, Well, they basically like did the motion showing that they're pulling rank over me being a lower rank than that brown belt. And I'm using they and the belts without trying to reveal genders. And when I say hurts me, but yeah, like things like that, which is so annoying. So that's like a little bit of a subtle, like, you know, you make a motion and the person who has lower belt is like, okay, yeah, whatever. But I think the some of the major ways that ego shows up in jujitsu is like like the biggest one is like over celebration right when someone wins in a tournament or if someone you know cheers in like a regular training role obviously that's a sign of ego 
Then on the other end of that, catching an attitude when you lose, especially when you're just training in class and then the person wants to give an attitude in that um, respect. Um, A couple more examples is people that are in the gym that know everything, like they think they know everything and they have a tendency to um, maybe, yeah, maybe they do know uh, like about a technique or they've been working on a technique, but they frame it in a way that they're the, you know, the master of knowledge in this respect. And those, this usually happens as a woman who's training and there's some dude that's telling me the wrong thing and they don't know how long I've been training. And it usually happens in Nogi because you can't tell people's belt rank in Nogi unless they have a, a rash guard, a, a um, ranked rash guard. But yeah, this usually happens to me a lot in Nogi and I'm like, uh-huh, sure, okay, dude. And then in the last way, it's like um, avoiding to roll with people because you're afraid you're going to lose. And to be honest, like I am guilty of that sometimes. And not so much that I'm afraid to lose. It's more so like I don't feel like working. I've become so lazy in my purple belt time where I like there'll be like a white belt and I'm like, all right, they're open, but I really don't feel like dying right now. So I'm not going to, I'm just going to avoid eye contact because I don't want to die. But yeah. So um, in this sense, how ego is bad. And of course, like the regular perception of ego being bad if there's a a lot of these kind of behaviors, and of course I didn't list them all, but if there's this kind of air of arrogance, like I know better, I'm the best, no one else, everything, I can't lose, then it makes the overall environment bad. It like it makes it unpleasant. Like you, if it's on the more um, you're losing, then you don't want to roll with anyone because you keep losing, or you know. If it's a person that's always like, yeah, I won, I won, I won. It just makes it really bad to to roll. And then the community aspect is bad because then no one wants to interact with each other. I say all this and talking about ego, but I was just talking to um, my friend and current coach, um, Dan, and he made like a very excellent point about this, how ego is necessary in jujitsu. And when I was thinking, I'm like, how is ego necessary? No one wants to, who wants to have an ego? But he made the point where it's like, if you do have zero ego, where you're just like, hey, I'm here, um, whatever, then you're not going to be motivated to do anything. Like that little bit of ego or ego is the driving factor that makes you want to improve in jujitsu. The example that he gave was like, if you had no ego, and you came to the gym and people were just tapping you out and you just kind of shrugged your shoulders and was like, okay, then how are you going to improve that way? So it, it was an interesting take on it. So I took those two things that I thought about ego itself, like the bad side of ego and then the, you know, the not having ego and thought about my own self and how I'm balancing it. So I fight like just because of my very competitive nature and sometimes I don't like to lose and sometimes I feel that I put in so much work that no one can tell me what to do. Believe it or not, I I hide that so well because it's a constant fight in my head. But keeping those things in mind, I'm the kind of person where I've learned to admit defeat 
when I train, like if I can't get out of a certain position that or or tapping to a white belt or a, a lower belt, that stuff, that's the most ego bruising thing that could happen to you. And sometimes I like to make excuses in my own head, like, oh, they were bigger than me or, oh, you know, they just oh, used a lot of strength. But in reality, it's just that in like, let's say eight out of 10 cases, I just need to be better. And when I keep those things in mind, I tend to ask questions and it gets me closer to people and kind of diminishes that negative side of ego where I'm asking people, hey, how'd you get me into that position? Or or let's do another role, like if it's in positional sparring, so then I could try to have a different method in approaching the uh, whatever position I got tapped in or like pass or whatever. I think the most powerful thing that anyone can get from jujitsu and what kind of helps you have that balance is realizing that you're not always going to win in jujitsu and the power and the strength that comes from jujitsu, not like the physical power, but realizing that and thirsting for the knowledge that is going to help you win in the long run. You can always look for those improvements. And I don't like the way or the saying that says like, oh, there's always going to be someone that's better than you or not better than you. Like you're always going to be in the middle, which I don't think that's necessarily true, is that there's just going to be certain parts of your game that's going to be better and some certain parts of the game that you're going to be weaker on. And it's kind of this constant yin and yang and constant rotation of, you know, utilizing all the knowledge that you have. But in any event, that's kind of my my battle with ego. And my question for you today is, how do you deal with ego? Do you feel that you err more on the side of having this negative ego? Or are you on the side that you kind of don't care a little bit? And how do you find balance? Like what methods do you use in order to tell yourself like, okay, you know, I didn't need to win this one. Okay, I need to be better. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. And I'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Again, if you want to continue the conversation, please follow me on Instagram at blackgirlwhitegee underscore BJJ. And don't forget, please like and subscribe to Matt Chats with Black Girl White Gee. I've been Jess D, and I'll see you next time. Bye.